worrying about the environment over top of your, like, selfish lifestyle. Just being more conscious of my choices. I don't know, I always picture people who are environmentally sustainable like biking to work. So this is Nevertheless Podcast. I'm Tia Litwin. I'm Catherine Ivey. I'm Jen Walker. I'm Will Rhoda. And we've got some things to talk about today about sustainability. Some things. Some things. I have a fun story that I found out about my father um, that actually segues into one of the things that we're going to talk about today. I um, tell. Yeah. Oh my I, gosh. Ooh. Sorry. You good? I'm okay. Yeah. Jen's All dying. Right. <laughs> Can't sit in a chair. I'm being strangled by my headphones. <laughs> so I went to do like an interview um, at a hydroponic store in Osborne a couple weeks ago. And then I went home Explain and I Explain what hydroponics is. I will after. Oh, you sheltered little girl. <laughs> I will after. But um, I went home after and I was like telling my parents about it. And my dad looked at me and he was like, you know what? I did that once. And I was like, what do you mean you did that once? Uh, he was like, yeah, I grew I grew a pot plant in my dorm room in college. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's not the same thing. <laughs> I know, but I was kind of like, because my dad is like the most Straight conservative edge, person ever. So I know he's never smoked weed. Like, he's told me he's never smoked weed. So then why did he have a pot plant? That was what I asked. Supplementary he, income. He No, no, no. He was literally like, I just wanted to know if I could grow it. <laughs> and I was like, well, what did you do with it when you did grow it? And he goes, well, I gave it to a guy so he'd write my paper. <laughs> he just gave the fucking plan away what? for this guy to write a paper for That's him. That's so funny. He should have just given some of it and then I know. Kept he literally the... could have just like harvested some of it and give, given the guy like two grams of weed. And Maybe like, he only had two grams on the plant. He Ugh. just grew it in his apartment. It could have been, you yeah, know. Yeah, but like he could have just kept growing it and then he'd have more papers that could be written. True dat. So basically the reason why my dad brought that up when I brought up hydroponics is because hydroponics is um, basically growing plants without soil. And most people do it so that they can grow plants inside because obviously soil inside is like not really a great thing. Um, but the very, very, very basic definition of hydroponics is growing plants without soil. Have you guys ever heard of it before? No. I mean, I'm pretty um, sure you've told me the definition like 20 times since you wrote that article, but I just don't I've remember. Like, I keep forgetting what it is. I've heard of like air plants. Air plants. Not is that the, the, no, not, the, not, not nearly the same. No? no okay. I don't think so. I don't even, I've never even heard air of air plants. Air plants, like, they don't have soil. They just, like, air plants. The, the thing about, like, an air plant, Jen, is, like, they just really require almost no water at all. So you're able to grow them without a substrate, like, just sitting in your house like that. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So what do they sit in? They're, like, they, they actually just sit in, like, a glass bowl and they're ornamental. And you just kind of, like, soak yeah. them in water for, like, a minute, oh, like, every week or something. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Like, yeah the ones like, that you hang from the ceiling. Yeah. They're, like, you they know, they got really them in, like, weird. bougie condos. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? I got yeah, My brother-in-law is, like, super all about them. I for sure had one of those ones. And, and I they, like, kind of freak me out. I killed mine. Okay, wait, I'm looking Because, like, they're just, like, there. Like, they're just... Oh, weird. My brother right? bought me one for Christmas. Like, they kind of, like, so there's... They're kind of, like, uh, succulents, but not. Yeah, but there's one that, like, looks really spidery. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, you can put them in little... Oh, I'm looking at this thing where you, you put them in little, um... Uh, like, balls of glass. <laughs> like, know, if you hang I... them from the ceiling, and they're, like, teardrops. If I saw this, like... Okay, that one's kind of creepy. What would you do? In a like corner, a I would be, like, that's a spider... I'm going to GTFO. Like. Oh, this one looks like a, this one they have like that basically, but upside down. Okay. And I'm, so it's like a, a jellyfish. I feel like I'm thinking of different things because the ones I think of are really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Well, they can be. Definitely. Yeah. They're just being hard ass. I'm sure they're very pretty. Yeah. They're super pretty. I definitely had one of these and then I killed it. Cause you wow. can get like, like this is, this is neat. I like that. Cause you can get like holders like just for them. Yeah. See, I'm not a, I'm not a plant person. I kind of forget about them. So and my then they die. My so. mom is has always been super about plants in her house, and like, she doesn't know how. Like, she knows how to like water plants and stuff like that, but she doesn't know how to like, tastefully have them in the house like mm-hmm. for decor. Like they're just there. Yeah. Same with my mom. And like they. They're just so weird. Like, it looks so weird. It's just like this random potted plant in our house, and it doesn't go <laughs> with anything. And, like, when I was a kid in the house that I grew up in, 
Like she just had this section of plants and I would call it the jungle because that's what it was Aww. to me. Because it was like five different potted plants like all in a corner. Yeah. And I would play hide and seek in there when I was like really little and I would call it the jungle. That's so cute. And like I never let her live it down. And now that I'm moving out like in a few weeks, I'm like, mom, she like made a joke that I'm not going to have plants in my house. And I'm like, I'm going to have plants and I'm going to show you how to have plants in your house and it not look weird. <laughs> okay, so speaking of having plants in your house um did you know i mean i'm sure you did that you can grow fruits and veggies inside so you can like eat sustainably and organically and local and all of that stuff um by growing them yourself so i think that you can can... do it from like food scraps what do you mean like compost because you like you can put your compost in there and then yay good soil um no but like if you use like the end of like a green onion or something or like even celery and you plant it it'll just like well obviously you have to tend to it yeah it's gonna magically grow but you can like food scraps like onions um chives like from garlic uh celery maybe even even carrots um i'm looking at this article and something like one thing that they say you can grow is like an avocado which I didn't know you could grow an avocado like in your an house. Avocado? I feel like that's like a tree, though. Yeah. So it's like I think like a little tree. Like you. An avocado comes from a tree. I've never thought about avocados really. And also, I feel like an avocado is something that takes a really long time to grow. Yeah. Well, but they say here that says like it's possible to grow an avocado tree from like using an avocado pit, but you might not get edible fruit. So they basically just tell you to buy the plant, and then huh. and then just grow it from there. But, like, did you know you can grow carrots? Like, I never, because carrots, they're so, like, long. They can be, yeah. So you just have to, like. But, like, when you, even when you grow it, like, in your own garden, like, they're not that big. That's true. I mean, GMOs, guys. Genetically yeah. modified food. Yeah, so you can live sustainably by growing your own vegetables and herbs. A lot of this is herbs, too. I think this summer, now that I, like, have my own place, I think I'll totally have a little vegetable garden. What happened to hydroponics? Weren't we talking about that? Yeah, we were. Um, Natural well, flow of conversation. <laughs> well, just let it happen. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you're the one fighting me right now. Okay, we can go back to hydroponics. Explain more. Someone have to pull it What in. do you mean? Tell us more. Hydroponics is literally just growing plants without soil. So basically, you need to have, like, a growing medium, which a lot of, I forgot, it's, like, cocoa something. Yeah, cocoa. That's actually, like, broke, like coconut husks. Broken yeah, down. coconut, that's coconut like husks. Oh, that's right now. And then, yeah, so basically... Like the easiest, okay, the easiest one that most people can like very easily do is called the wicking system. And that one's super, super easy, but it doesn't really like work that well um, in terms of you can't really grow anything that's not like a leafy green or like a, like a, like a herb, like a small like Mm -hmm. green thing. You can't really grow like tomatoes or anything like that with it. But um, basically the wicking system, you need like a plant pot and you need a like reservoir pot which is where you put like the water or a pot or like literally anything mm-hmm. um and then you need oh like most people use wicks but you can use like felt or whatever and you basically put the plant into the plant pot and then you have like whatever growing medium you want so that could be like your whatever coconut shit that will was talking about or there's like a bunch of other things you can just go to the store and ask them um and you put it in there and then you there's like like a little hole that you have to have in the bottom and then you put the wick from that pot into the reservoir where the water goes and then in the water um you put a nutrient solution into the water and then that's literally how it grows like the plant will absorb the water through the wick or through the felt or whatever medium you do. And that's how it'll get its water. And then it gets like enough oxygen. So yeah, super, super, super easy. Um, But like I said, like you can't really grow that much other than like lettuce or something like that. Whereas like other systems, um, you can grow like full plants, but those ones take up a lot of space sometimes. Well, yeah. and And also sometimes if you don't have like access to, a good clean like eight to ten hours of light every day you normally have to buy a light as well Hmm. so what's like the benefit of that over other 
Well, it gives you the, the option to be better than nature. Like you, you basically you have like a like more control on your growth influencing factors, so you're mm -hmm. able to like deliver a, a better product theoretically than you could outside. Mm -hmm. You have full control over light, you have you know the nutrients, everything. So and it's like economically pretty good because yeah, you can produce so much, so much, and you can so, grow so the whole much. year round. Yeah, huh. um, and That's like true. one of the ladies that I talked to, her name's Gina at Clean Grow on Osborne, she basically said that if you want stuff like like wheatgrass, you can you can have wheatgrass within two days of starting. And if you want stuff like peas or anything like that, it's like within 10 days of starting. Like really? You very, very, very consistently can have fresh mm -hmm. food in your house. Interesting. The food we eat will be good for our bodies and good for the planet. Interesting. So um, I told Catherine about this, and I think she's going to go to this event on Thursday, and I might go as well. It's put on by the University of Manitoba Efficient and Renewable Technology Hub, which is called Um Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's hosting a project launch for something called Winter Green Project. The Winter Green Project is a project being undertaken by a group of university students to design and build a hydroponic growing system within a shipping container that can grow fresh produce year-round in cold climates. We aim to use this initial design as a prototype for future systems that can be implemented in northern communities, which That's I think cool. is really cool and innovative. Um, Especially for like like Churchill right now where they have to, yeah, exactly, to fly yeah. in all of their supplies. And mm -hmm. shipping containers are actually like a super like sustainable like facility. Like people I remember there was like an art project like last summer where people were using them as uh, like art studios. Mm -hmm. Um and there's actually like a movement kind of similar to like the tiny house movement. There might even be some overlap there where people use shipping containers to build their houses. You just like cut out windows and then yeah, yeah like you get like they would That's stack so them cute like oh my you gosh. can make like a big house with them though like you just like i want to do this like you would just like cut out like a side and like yeah it's like the framing and it's yeah it's super cool huh but you could also just make like a tiny house with a shipping container because i mean one shipping container would be kind of small but that's literally like the size of tiny houses. Though. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, some of them are way bigger than tiny houses. That's mm -hmm. also common for like larger scale hydroponic gardens too, because like a lot of the issues come with humidity. And in a mm -hmm. shipping container, they can spray foam. You have this amazing seal, no risk of vapor or anything. And it's like an ideal situation. You just cut holes wherever you need them for the, uh, for mm -hmm. the air. Yeah, shipping containers are like super reusable. Oh wait, I'm looking at photos this is so cute <laughs> and then they put siding on it and yeah. everything i was yeah. picturing like a rusty red like no. shipping container oh this um, one they have like a sun oh this is so cool as i'm on google right now i typed in just shipping and the first thing that comes up is shipping container hydroponics that's so funny because everybody shipping. my computer is listening to me so shipping. it knows that that's what Creepy. i wanted to look up <laughs> Alexa. Shipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. The inside of these hydroponics. It's just like a little greenhouse. I think oh, I'm going to go to the event. Oh, I can see that through the window. See, my, cool. the first thing that came up for me for shipping was about a fandom. <laughs> <laughs> shipping initially derived from the word relationship oh, is the see. desire by fans for two or more people, either real life people or, yeah. So it's like, I ship that. See, I got I UPS. It. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, See, I'm the normal one here. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, tiny homes out of shipping containers. I'm looking at them; they're really cute. Um, I talked to a couple um, a couple weeks ago, Kaylee Porbosa and Nick Turnbull. They built their own tiny house Ooh. out near LaSalle. Awesome. I think it. They said it's about 500 square feet. It's tiny. So is There's it like like eight feet wide, or do you know? I'm just curious. Uh, I'm not sure. It's very long. Like pretty narrow, though. Right? It's narrow. Yeah. yeah, I think like generally that's how tiny homes are because um, a lot of people use like one of the appeals of tiny homes is that you can have them as like a mobile home. Yeah, like is there's on a like it's on wheels. Or? Yeah, it's on a trailer. So what happened is they were living in a van. Okay. Um, <laughs> like a hippie van style, and on a lot in Gimli, and on the lot there was an old like RV trailer, like a big one of the really big ones i yeah. don't know what you call them um rv trailer and they knew that they wanted to like build a home but weren't ready to build a big home 
So Nick, the husband, like approached the owner of the RV. It was just a, it was just an abandoned RV. Yep. Um, that had been used as a chicken chicken coop in previous years. So it was like it was gross. Yeah. It was very decrepit. Yeah. So Nick was like, "Hey, like I'll take care of this for you. I'll give you a hundred bucks if I can have the trailer, like just the trailer." So they made a deal, and then he, like, stripped down just to, like, the frame of the trailer, and that became uh, what he used to build the house on. Okay. So he also used a lot of materials from the Habitat for Humanity Restore store because um, a lot of those materials, like, they come in small quantities, but that's fine for, like, a tiny house. Like, things like rolls of flooring and stuff like that are often in small quantities at the restore. Yeah. But they're super affordable. He got all his windows from restore so he was cool yeah Yeah. he was very like social like um environmentally conscious when he you guys think i could pull off a tiny house like just be honest with me here like yeah yeah you think so yeah if you could yeah i think so do you think so like does it fit my personal brand yes you sure yeah i think it definitely could Okay, like a larger sense, though. Like, what do you think about like, a, like, a man in a tiny house? Is that somebody you like, also, you know? You also had to decide between a bulldog or, and a hairless cat, and what did you choose? To so, the right decision. Yeah. So, like, like I'm just saying, like, you you could pull off a tiny house. Yeah. Okay. If you do confidently, I think, like, you can pull off anything. Yeah. Um, So, I was surprised when I showed up to the house. Like, I don't know. I just thought that like being inside a tiny house would feel like I was in some sort of fort maybe, but no, it was super homey. They have a two year old daughter, which is also interesting about their story because they live in a tiny home with a tiny human (laughs) Um, and a dog and a dog to boot. How big? uh, It's like a cocker spaniel. Okay. And it doesn't shed. So like, it's, it's pretty chill. You can get that? Cocker spaniels don't shed. I don't think. Period. Really? Yeah. Damn. If they do, it's, like, not a lot. (laughs) You mean I bought this cat for nothing? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they just have this really interesting story. It was a very homey, tiny home. It was, like, the first thing when you walk in, you're facing the dishwasher. And the dish, dish, oh, my God, I can never say the word dish. Dish washer. Don't dish the washer. (laughs) Dish washer (laughs) had, like, marker scribbles all over it of, like, like dry erase marker, like, from their daughter, Donnie, who's two years old. Okay. And it was just, it was just very homey and very, like, like, it just felt like there was, like, a lot of love in, like, such a tiny little house. I'm impressed they have a dishwasher. Is it one of those shallow ones or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they don't output um, a lot of, like, wastewater. They have a composting toilet. Okay. So they save it, like, they use about a thousand gallons of water every two weeks, Nick said. So he they don't have a well on the property that they're on right now. So he has to go with a water truck That's to crazy. a well to get a thousand liters of water. And it lasts them about two weeks, they That's said. Not bad. And so the composting toilet, like you just have to empty it periodically or Yeah. yeah. And you like throw in like sawdust okay. and stuff. Um it honestly like doesn't even smell. I think like that's a big concern that people have about the smell. But I grew up going to a summer camp on an island, and for the longest time, they had composting toilets, just because it's kind of hard to install a bunch of toilets on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was never, like, gross or weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Because the other thing I know they do for tiny homes are, like, incinerator toilets, which literally just... Ooh, that would smell bad. No, it's like you literally you just... Sure. Di- well, I don't I guess. Like, see what you're saying. Like, yeah, cooking shit. But I mean, the, like... It, Apparently, you just dump out ash every so often. Huh. Like it, if you think about of, it, most of it's moisture, right? Like, it's probably going to come down to bit ash. Yeah. Interesting. So, Jen, you had some other ideas about <laughs> bathroom sustainability. Yeah, so bathroom sustainability. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I read this article, albeit it was a BuzzFeed article. So <laughs> Take with a grain yeah. of salt. Take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but apparently, there's something called, like, it's... Basically, what it is is reusable toilet paper, it's but people disgusting. call it family That's toilet gross. paper, I think, yeah. which is like a very <laughs> gross word for it. <laughs> What's it called? It's called family cloth. Even worse. No. Even worse. No. That's okay, awful. So you put I, that in your washing machine? Just you wait. Um, That's disgusting. That so, is disgusting. You'd so, probably rather yeah. share condoms and toilet paper. That's awful. Oh, my God. Like, ew. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what ne- that's what's next, a reusable condom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there definitely are some. Oh, my God. That's repulsive. Sure. So, I guess, like, other websites 
got caught wind of this. Um, maybe, I don't know if BuzzFeed was first, but I have this one um, from Daily Record in the UK. And the headline is, Family cloth reusable toilet paper is one eco-friendly trend the internet is not ready for. <laughs> the so-called bathroom trend has been touted as cheaper, environmentally friendly alternative to regular toilet paper. So basically, like, I think you can buy, like, actual, like, branded, like, family cloth or whatever. Or you can just make it the same way people make their own cloth diapers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, like, the article that I read, the family does not use it for number two reasons, just for number one reasons. That's still... So they have, like, like, it's basically just, like, dish, not dish cloths, but, like, (laughs) um, just, like, towelettes, like, just, like... Mm-mm. like face cloths pretty much and sh- they like roll them and like keep them in like like a basket on top of I the think toilet. if I ever go to someone's house and they just have like rolls of that I'm just I'm gone oh, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing though is they keep normal no- like regular toilet paper for their guests that like may or may not feel uncomfortable about this okay yeah. that's fine. so and then they have like so for the soiled linens they have like mm-hmm. like a garbage it's kind of like a diaper genie but like yeah, so like keeps so whose the job is, is is toilet All paper right. a big environmental concern? Like, is that a thing? Like, um, that hasn't been on my radar. Like, it hasn't been on my radar either. Yes, you cut no. down from four squares to three. You know, like. But I, here's the thing: is I think I mentioned this in our first podcast. Is a friend of mine did a university paper about cloth diapers versus like, like disposable diapers right. and like the impact on the environment. Mm-hmm. And it comes to the same when it comes down to like the like the water you're using to clean your cloth diapers. Yeah. I mean, the impact is, like, the impact of cloth diapers is bigger than people realize because of that. I mean, mind you, like, disposable diapers, like, just don't decompose at all. Yeah. There's also that. But people weren't realizing. But toilet paper dissolves, doesn't it? Or, like, it's supposed to. You you can definitely. It seems pretty biodegradable. You can definitely buy biodegradable toilet paper. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit more expensive. I'm going to make a switch. It's gonna be t- biodegradable. I'm biodegradable. sure it's all biodegradable. Like, is there any like like was it made of cotton? Environmentally resistant toilet paper. I'm thinking like, more of like though like the creation of it though like yeah like how do they how do they even make toilet paper like is it is the creation of it sustainable? Oh, that's because, a question for a whole other podcast. Because, like, like I we have make a whole episode about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have um seen like toilet paper like when you get the big bundles and each individual roll is wrapped mm-hmm. in plastic and the whole thing is wrapped in plastic yeah that's so, like, just unnecessary yeah i totally know yeah i yeah. mean but there's even something you can get that are like wrapped in paper which is yeah like a simple alternative i did the google here mm-hmm. and the google says standard toilet paper which is made from trees will typically break down at a slower rate than biodegradable toilet paper and will require more water to do so uh Biodegradable toilet paper is made from numerous materials, which includes bamboo, cotton, sugarcane base, something, something, Oof. and wood fiber. Sounds high class. Yeah, that sounds luxurious. Bamboo toilet paper? Yeah. Sign <laughs> me up. Bamboo is wonder so soft. What the, wonder what the price difference is, though. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Anything bamboo, not cheap. Yeah. But anything bamboo, super soft. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> so another thing you can switch is, is going to the Diva Cup, hey? Yeah, so for feminine hygiene purposes. I was totally going to bring this up, but I thought I wasn't the one to do it. Well, <laughs> like, you, the floor is yours, Will. No, no, no. Take, take it away. Take, take it one. away. Take it away. Have any of you used a Diva Cup? No. Nope. Considered it, actually. I, I have. Not. Yeah, what did you have. think? I've never made the full switch, um, and I honestly couldn't tell you why, but <laughs> um, I tried the Diva Cup because I was doing a lot of canoe trips overnight, like wilderness canoe trips. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was working at summer camp and like uh, being like on your period in the wilderness is like the biggest pain in the butt <laughs> of all time. And because you have to just like think about those things like like when we were on these trips, like the camp that I worked at is very environmentally friendly. It's the same one that had the composting toilets and mm-hmm. we always use biodegradable soap and stuff like that um, when we're on these trips. So someone suggested it to me and it was like a total game changer. It made my trip so much easier. Mm-hmm. And cause I mean, like if you're like paddling in the rain and stuff like that, and like for whatever reason your equipment gets wet, then like all your tampons are ruined. Yeah. Yeah. And no then kidding. you're like literally up a creek, like without a paddle <laughs> without or without a, a tampon. <laughs> and like then like you're just screwed because you're just like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So it was definitely a great alternative. Um 
it's nice that like don't have to worry about changing your tampon because like you can leave it in for like hours you can leave it in all day yeah except then the the cleanup process is a little more extreme isn't it yeah so i think a lot of people have like issues about like oh what happens like when you're like in a public washroom or something like that but like you really only have to change it like once a day so like i don't see why you would be doing it yeah in a public how much do they cost like forty dollars oh really but they last like five or ten years because that's what i was thinking because like the cost of tampons or pads and all that stuff like it's so expensive i did the math once about like spending money on tampons like throughout a woman's life and it comes to like probably like six grand minimum but it's a luxury though luxury luxury Luxury. yeah so uh that's me being bitter (laughs) yeah can't tell yeah so at least in canada woo, there's no more tax (laughs) didn't get across at all you have to work on your sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that before actually (laughs) so i think was that sarcasm no oh (laughs) (laughs) no out of all of my friends like outside of school i'm the sarcastic one really uh, really? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know what? You must have some nice friends. <laughs> you, you could never hack it with my buddies. <laughs> I get called an ass on a regular basis because of how ridiculous I am. That's mostly by <laughs> me, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when homeless shelters or women shelters ask for feminine hygiene products, I would recommend buying, like, giving them Diva Cups. Because that's yeah. something that, like, when given to a woman in need, she can use... Well, I've seen for more like, than one cycle. I've watched like a video documentary type thing, yeah. um, like about a couple homeless women, um, and they say they get, they'll get a pad, uh, a pad and they'll like rip it up to make yeah. tampons, yeah, yeah, so that it goes further. Yeah, that made me want to go and buy tampons for them. Yeah, but I'm also really broke. So yeah, shit ain't cheap. No. And yeah, it, like, and that goes back to you saying like it is a luxury that a lot of women don't have, which mm-hmm. is really sad because like we didn't ask for this life. No, nope. we did not choose this huh? life. Huh? And I like I'm just gonna go in like a small feminist rant here. Right. I feel like if it was men having periods, it would be free. Yeah, what? the same. Okay, what? <laughs> I just feel, yeah. Why? Like, why do you think that? Why? Because I just feel like the people who that make these decisions are like men about like whether it's free or not. I just wonder, like, just I feel like like if it was them, like free with healthcare, you mean? Like, what do you like? Yeah. Or like, I don't know, because like you know, like back in the day, like women were told to like hide yourself like while you were yeah people like wouldn't go to school and like like, you couldn't go out so like i just wonder if it had been reversed like i wonder where society would have gone like you know in the bible actually it says that like a a man cannot sit on the same surface as a woman has if she was menstruating and i know this because i listened to a ted talk where this guy lived by the bible for a whole year like like to a T lived by the Bible just to, I don't know, like prove a point, I guess. Yeah. I don't just know. Cause like, why not? But funny actually. So it was driving his wife nuts. Says, you know what she did when she was on her period, she sat on every surface in the apartment so that he couldn't, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, wait, wait. So like, like it's not like simultaneously they can't sit somewhere. It's, it's like just like once, like once she sat like there, it's, it's contaminated. Yeah, it's contaminated. That's it. Like you can't sit on it. Oof. So she sat everywhere on the, in the apartment, <laughs> and he kept like buying folding chairs, and she kept doing it. <laughs> well, because he was like, like he wasn't shaving, he was like wasn't wearing mixed fiber clothes, and it was like driving her nuts. So she's That's just funny. like, screw you, you can't sit anywhere. <laughs> so I went out and uh, talked to some people about some of the things we talked about in this podcast. Would you ever use reusable toilet paper? No. If you're confused, it's just a cloth. Okay, but typically, I wouldn't use it on my butt. Honestly, I uh, I truly like can't say that I would. I really can't say that I would. I know that people, like, babies have, like, you know, nap. Yeah, you can, instead of buying diapers, you can buy ones that you wash. 
awful. <laughs> so awful. I mean, I guess the same thing could be asked about like like reusable like pads and stuff, right? Yeah. That's what they used to do like in Victorian ages, and honestly, yeah. sounds like hell. <laughs> Well, what about, what about, like, the Diva Cup? Would you ever try that? I'd be more likely to try that, yeah, I think. Yeah. I have a friend who has that. Yeah? Yeah. And she likes it, so. You granny and grandpa pig eat potato peelings. <laughs> no, Peppa. They're for grandpa's garden. They help his plants grow. Just got my first... DM on Instagram trying to find out what our podcast is about and where they can listen to it. What? Really? What? Oh, yeah. From, Va- on- from Vancouver. Like, you know, like we're, we're going coast to coast. Whoa. Of course, it's from Vancouver, though, right? Like, what's, it, what's that supposed to mean? Because they're sustainable there. Oh, right, right. What's their yeah. name? Let's give them a fucking shout out. Huh? Yes. Well, like, it's, it's K- on iTunes. <laughs> his, his name is Kale Boudreaux. Kale Kale! Anthony. Yeah, my boy. He's a fucking plant. <laughs> Yo, he's, he's our first fan. You're going to talk shit to him like that? You could grow some Is his name like some, sta- some hydroponics. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we better bleep that out. What you mean? No, we don't. Is it like mu- the musician? Kale Bo- No. Kale it. Anthony Boudreaux. Let's all DM him and yeah. say thank you. No, we don't want to scare no, him no, away. No, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Do you actually I'm like know this kidding. guy? He was my best friend from high school, and uh, oh. yeah, we've oh. like lost touch over the past few years. But well. now that I'm in the crazy world of social media, we've uh, you know I'm significantly less excited now. <laughs> I thought it was like yeah. some random person. Yeah, no. so did I. Not. Off of my Instagram. I don't know. Will I only got like forty people on there. Like, what do you really think? I haven't creeped your Instagram. I'm sorry. Don't lie. <laughs> I haven't either. Do I even follow you, Will? I don't know. I, you're, you're not missing much. Let uh, me check. Although I am taken off, I will say, you know, Strombo retweeted me yesterday. Just saying. You oh, know. I definitely do because you were the first thing on my feed. <laughs> yeah, that's Will's face Ooh, on my feed. There's Will. That's me. All right, let's go look for this boy. I was kind of disappointed. I messaged the Manitoba RV show or whatever it's called. It was this past weekend. And I was really hoping that they would have tiny homes like on display and they didn't. Like, I get that they're not technically RVs, but they are mobile homes. So, like, why wouldn't you? I really wanted to go and like talk to more people about tiny homes, but they wouldn't have me, so that's sad. I know. Like, is it weird that they didn't have tiny homes? I feel like it's weird. At the Manitoba RV show? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be smart if they did. I think there's a curiosity yeah, around it, just based on the sure. Netflix documentaries and stuff. A big problem, like I think around you know the tiny home movement, not around the movement, but around it in Manitoba, is that I think a big part of the movement is living outside as well right and we have such like a hostile climate to live in like a, that sort of thing. yeah but uh i i don't know i think so i think there is like a lot of people are struggling with that yeah i think that's a barrier that we have here there was a rumor when sage creek, sage creek was being developed that they were gonna do like a tiny home park like you know almost like a trailer home but you'd have like you know nice so tiny cute. homes so yeah I, th- I thought that would totally have sold but uh they didn't go for it i guess well um Rocky mountain national park are one of two national parks here, um, has micro cubes and tiny homes. Ooh, micro cubes. Yeah, so like Whoa. the micro cube is like was even. A, was a micro cube. Oh, let me show you or, or verbally tell you because okay, people is, can't see me. I can see you through the glass. Oh, yeah, they, but they, like, they can't, right? Yeah. Right, them. <laughs> yeah, <gosh>. Them. <laughs> On the other side. Yeah. You know, the ones that we're making this for. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. So it's even smaller than tiny homes. So it says microcube, the microcube, sorry, they only have one right now, um, is approximately 10 meters by 2 meters and offers a unique experience by virtue of a panoramic window that makes up one side of the, of the cube. The microcube is a contemporary design with a double bed, two chairs, and a table. Visitors will need to bring their own cooking equipment and bedding. Cooking is prohibited inside the accommodation. Plan ahead to be equipped for colder days as the accommodation is not heated. Washrooms and showers are nearby. Maximum two adults. No additional camping units allowed. So it's that's for, that's straight from the Riding Mountain National Park. Uh, oh, so website. they got these out in Riding Mountain. Yeah, there's one. I think they're like getting a few more. So Riding Mountain is really into like alternative camping or like accommodation. So they have these microcubes, they have tiny homes, they have yurts, and they have like group camping, like oh, they're called O-tent-nicks. And those are, hang on, O-tent. O-tent. 
Otentnik. And those are like uh the Otentniks are like all over um national parks in Canada. So uh it's not just Rocky Mountain if you go to any national park or most of them. Um they're kind of like a hybrid between a tent and a cabin. It has like a wood stove and um let's see what it says. Otentnik's blend the best of camping with A-frame cabins to create a spacious spot for you to enjoy the beauty of the prairies. Inside, find three comfy sleeping platforms with space for up to six happy campers, a wood stove, and campers. tables, a table with seating for six. So it has like a wooden frame, so it's like a permanent thing, but it's like yeah, I don't know. It's like yeah, tent walls. Know. It's literally just a hybrid of a tent and a cabin. And it's very neat. And they book up real fast. So, like, it's not like a, hey, let's go next weekend. Because it's probably, honestly, almost all booked all summer. Because huh. they have, like, they only have, like, limited. They probably have, like, 10 maybe. But I think provincial parks are starting to get them too, maybe. Okay, why don't we cool. just build a bunch of these and put them in my yard and start yeah. like, renting them out? Start a little village. Yeah, we won't even need to come back for semester three. Like, we'll be set. Yeah. Set 100%. Totally. Right. How much do you think you can rent those? How much do you think you can rent them out for? How much are they? Does it say? I think they're like one fifty maybe a night. You know, in China they got like coffin suites. Like they're like literally like oh my God. like you can picture like space age like one Lambo door to let you into your bed and that's it. It's like two fifty a month. Really? Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. I didn't want to believe it. Cool. I saw an article about it. Well, um, yeah. I've also seen micro flats, which are a thing in London. And micro they're flats. micro flats. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they're real small. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm. Just, they're about nineteen or to twenty four meters squared. Oh. Uh, and they have communal areas, so like communal kitchen, communal bathrooms. I would hate that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of communal bathrooms. I don't really care. Kitchen's like fine. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <Ayo>. Uh, <laughs> but like, I think it's like. <laughs> I think they're really popular in London. Like they, like it's a affordable alternative, for sure. That's cool. Cause like London, it's not cheap. I think like if I went over to to like England and was an expat, I would. London is so fucking expensive. I know. I'd probably rock the micro flat. It's dumb over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool as shit though. Don't get it me is. wrong. I like it. Or yeah. I would live like in a cabinet under the stairs. Much are like you are body. you like try to get like a two bedroom and just make it an Airbnb and like mm-hmm. yeah they'll pay you the whole way. They'll pay you the whole way. Yeah, you can. There's also like a program where you can like rent houses abroad or not. Sorry, not. Oh my god, what am I saying? Rent houses. <laughs> of course, you can rent houses abroad. Um, <laughs> house sit abroad, and like you look after their place or their dog or whatever, what have you, and they either give you like a super discounted rate or they give it to you for free hmm. and i think that's like a super smart way to travel that cool you know what a super smart way to travel is what fucking couch surfing that too have you done that i have tell me about it i've heard about it i've been I've curious um you get a cool app on your phone or just go on the website called couch surfing word and you make a profile and you can put like so on your profile you can put shit like like where you've been where you want to go like all the stuff. If you're accepting people to come stay on your couch, if you're looking for somewhere to stay, if you're looking just like down to like meet new people, like whatever you're looking for, you put that on your profile. And then, so what I did was before I went to the UK, Germany, um, Amsterdam and Scott, I guess Scotland's in the UK. Um, before I went, I made a profile and I like put when I was going to be in each city. And then people would like message me and be like, Hey, like, if you want, like, you can come stay at our place. Like, you can come stay here. Mm-hmm. You can come stay on the couch. The thing was that, like, I got a lot of guys right. just because it's also kind of, like, I know a lot of people who've just, like, hooked up with people. Through couch surfing. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, and, like, is there a stipulation? Like, are you expected to pay something so or is it? The idea is that you figure that out with them because you can talk to them for as long as you want through the app before and after you stay with them and so sometimes people will be like oh yeah just pay for like if like we'll just go for dinner or some people will just be like yeah you can stay here for free like doesn't matter um a lot of people are just down to let you stay there for free and just like 
they like the expect the expectation is just like that you hang out with them okay. that night or like whenever you stay um so i've done it i did four different places and all of them were with guys except one was with like a couple um and it was all really really good i had a lot of fun um i don't know that just sounds like a very like good platform for serial see, killers okay yeah see it's that's what i was thinking too but then once you can you build up like reviews yeah so, it's like airbnb <laughs> I guess. yeah but so, like, when i was using airbnb there had just been like a story about a someone finding a body at an airbnb so like Yikes. i'm just saying like Serial killers can have great reviews. They don't have to kill everybody they meet. Yeah, and they then, could have great like, reviews. Okay, <laughs> um, okay they so could, they could be a very upstanding citizen until they kill you. So like, you know, like yeah. But then the thing is, is that like, some of these people have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews. That's like, true. That's and true. So, so statistically, you know, it's a low chance that they're going to kill you. Yeah, and like, I'm just saying, the there's th- that. There's that. The other thing Option, is that, like, I guess. And there definitely is, but then the other thing is that they have, like, like verified things. Like, you can, so, to make your profile, like, safer and more approachable and shit, um, you can verify it. So, you can verify it four different ways. There's, like, a government ID verification. Huh. There's a visa verification. Um, I forget what the other ones are. I think it's, Isn't like, social government media ID stuff. Isn't government ID, like, your driver's license? Yeah, but you don't, like, serial killer still has driver's license. Yeah, I know, no, 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 no. <laughs> they the still point, have a visa. But the they point, still have all of this. The point is that, like, if they're actually a serial killer and they're planning on killing you, like... Yeah, they kill you and then they're caught, but they're you're gonna still dead. They're going to get dead. caught as fuck. But, yeah, but serial killers are stupid, like, obviously. Well, some of them are. Hmm. I, I like, still feel that like makes me feel pretty safe. I really feel like you guys are talking to assumptions then, right now. But then the other thing is that like Tia, yeah, you're where did sustainability super go? fucking protected, and I'm not. Well, I, I mean that's I, fair. I am too, but I just do reckless shit all the time. So I think like as a generation, we're very trusting of strangers. Think oh, about yeah. it: couch surfing, Airbnb, Uber, Every, Lyft. Everywhere skip the I dishes. Go. I don't know though. Like people were hitchhiking in the 60s right people are you know getting killed like that's Mm -hmm. i mean you should be able to be trusting of strangers like that is the way it should be i used to hitchhike all the time when i lived out in the mountains yeah in the where in the mountains in the mountains that's the thing out there you hitchhike oh it's like very accepted over there widely yeah yeah yeah. two of the girls that i met in in hamburg in which mountains did you live at i met in hamburg they they hitchhiked all the way from amsterdam to hamburg i lived like just outside of canmore alberta okay and for the first few months i didn't have my own car and i lived like in the bush Mm. um so like to get to canmore you had to drive and it was like rough to always rely on my roommate to drive me so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try hitchhiking. I didn't go alone. I went with a male friend. And our work supplied us, not for hitchhiking purposes, but for work purposes, because <laughs> we were always, like, hiking and stuff. They supplied us with bear spray. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring my bear spray just in case. Sure. Did you ever need it? No. Oh. People that picked me up. Um, a paramedic. So surprised. <laughs> I'm, like, convinced everyone's out to get me, so. No way. Uh, I right. got picked up by, cautious. by a paramedic, a nurse lady, um, because can a you just, lawyer. Like, think about it. Like, maybe maybe it's different there, but, like, over here, like, people don't pick up hitchhikers. So. Well, people don't hitchhike as much here. Well, like, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, if someone, like, what kind of person is going to pick up a hitchhiker? I would. I don't know. Probably like, somebody who's, like, just easygoing seen, and wants to help people, people it, yeah. and, you know, believes in the kindness of strangers. Like, not everyone's a serial killer, Tia. Like, yeah. what did Niverville do to you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's the serial killer. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's definitely my dad and my brother, like, one time. They're serial my killers? Dad, my dad is, like, very much like that, too. They're, I don't know. It's just, like, you don't trust people. Yeah. Like, I think I told you, I like you, to give Will, people the benefit of the like, doubt. Like, I was going to go help a guy push his car out of the snow after, like, we just had that huge snowfall. And my dad was just like, no, don't do that. What? Because you could get hurt. That one I disagreed with. Because I was like, I can go help someone. Yeah. Except this guy, this guy didn't want to actually help push him because he was, he didn't know what he was doing. So, like, he actually was going to hit somebody. Huh. But, like, I'd help push someone out of the... A friend of mine hitchhiked from Winnipeg to Calgary. Huh. I, I feel know. like that'd be, like if, like, if you don't die. Like, that's a great story and, like, if super interesting. Die. I just, like, you know... Anyway, we should tie my this buddy back hopped to train, My buddy somehow. hopped train from, Van, uh, from Brandon to Vancouver. I guess this That's is sustainable. Cool. Hitchhiking is sustainable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's ride sharing. Carpooling. 
Yeah, just like that car thing we talked about last episode. Yeah. Oh, speaking of alternative transport, Tap Car. Anybody tried Tap Car yet? What the fuck? Uh, no, but I keep hearing that they provide snacks, so I really want to try them. Okay, can someone like actually explain what the difference between this is like compared to like Uber? Is it there is no difference? No, it's 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 a similar format. They just they uh, MPI required drivers to have individual insurance as well, and Uber and Lyft weren't having that, so they backed out. And uh, these guys are out of Alberta, and they yeah they moved in here. So I haven't tried it yet, but I checked. It'd be like twelve bucks home for from here. Actually, it's still it's not the individual insurance that's stopping Uber and Lyft. It's that based on MPI, MPI says that like you have to know when you're gonna drive, so you have to be like scheduled in advance. Which like goes against what Uber and Lyft is about because Uber and Lyft like part of the appeal of being a driver is that you can be like, flexible. hey, I'm dr- super flexible and be like, hey, I'm driving to the airport today to drop off a friend. I have room, and you like put yourself as a- as available as a driver. Mm-hmm. So like it's no like set schedules because it's just you just pick and choose when you're driving. Right. Because the whole premise of it is like ride sharing. That's how it was born. Being like, hey, I'm going in this direction. If you need to also go in this direction hitch a ride with me yeah yeah so that's the issue that uber and lyft has with mpi it wasn't actually the insurance um because like uber came out and said that we'll pay the insurance like Mm -hmm. that's not what it is it's the scheduling and like that's a manitoba thing so that's why we don't have it so i guess like tap car and cowboy taxi whatever the other one's called um like they have such schedules so that's how they got around it so it's it's uber just with set schedules yeah okay that's the, that's the main difference. But I've heard several reports on tw- on Twitter and from, like, news coverage and stuff that there were snacks provided. Okay. So, like, I'm very motivated me. by snacks. <laughs> snacks. This is, like, a promotion? or I don't know. I don't know if it's, a like, an all-around thing, but they were offering, like, candy, bottled water, phone chargers. Cool. So is it is it, like, um, like <laughs> shift work for these people? Or is it the same thing, like, like is, it, is it, like, a taxi service almost? Yeah. Like, like, they have designated cars for this yeah. and stuff? Okay, so it's not quite Uber where it's like you, anyone's car or anyone's. No, I don't time. think like it is their car. Okay. Yeah, so if you go to the site, you can pick, uh, you know, the economy, which is the normal car, or you can say a van no, no, if you no, need no. a seat like, seven. Can I be a tap? I driver? think you can. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah. have your just... own car, you can be a tap. Like you had to be hired by them though, and like cleared oh. by them. Yeah. Okay. You... And they are looking for more drivers, everyone. And your vehicle has to be up to like certain specs. You can't just drive like a ninety-two yeah. Corolla. Not that a ninety-two Corolla is going to break down anytime soon, but. Very true. <laughs> but I heard mostly positive reviews. But I think like the de- there's just such a demand there that now they're getting like. They're slower than they were the first couple nights. Yeah, because no one wants to use the taxis anymore. I tried to use it last weekend, and it tells you, like, you can see, like, like with Uber, you can see on the app, like, where the closest car is. Right. Um, yeah. And, like, who's driving it and stuff. And this was, like, I don't know, 9 p.m. on a Saturday. So it was about, like, a 10, 15-minute wait. And then I looked at, like, my Unicity taxi app, and it said, three minutes so i that's why i went with taxi i did really want to try them though yeah um and then it was like a similar thing when i was trying to go home so there was like a taxi outside waiting so i was like i'll just take that but mm-hmm. um yeah i i do really want to try them i wonder though. if taxi services are going to go up like like if they'll be i don't know like they're trying done. to compete they're done they're done yeah. i have like not nice things to say about taxis everybody hates taxis in winnipeg. literally oh, only yeah. used taxi in winnipeg twice oh they're, they're the not worst. great they're it was like worst. for a five minute ride Way. Not um, good at all. Yeah. One of my previous like taxi experiences, like in the winter, um, he was like screaming at me because I was a dollar short because his debit machine wasn't working. Yeah. And I was like, hey, like I'm like a dollar, dollar fifty short because that's all the cash I have. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'll I'll drive you to an ATM. And I'm just like, yeah, and you're gonna charge me for that and you're gonna leave it running while I'm in the yeah. store. So no, you take this and you take it one dollar less. Like just chill. And he, like, lost his mind. He got out of his car. He followed me up my driveway. Mm. And I just, like, turned around. And I was like, this is why everyone wants Uber. You said that? I did say that. <laughs> because, like, what? Like, would you rather I just not pay you? And he's like, I'm going to call the cops for a dollar. Go ahead. He should have he told you at the beginning or something that he, his debit machine wasn't working. I, I think I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He, he probably didn't realize the debit machine wasn't working. Um, but still, like, it's not like I was, like, $10 short here. Yeah. Like, just just cut your losses, man. Like, would you rather me not give you any money? Like, See, I've just gotten, like, I've gotten a lot of, um, actually, I think I've been in a taxi four times. 
Anyway. You're not missing much. Anyway. I, like, um, I dread like, having to take a taxi. I was just like, here, like, I'm going to pay debit. And the guy was just like, no, I want you to pay cash. And I was like, well, I don't have cash. Like, it So you're accepting debit or this ride was free? Like, like dare I say, I would rather bus. Really? And I don't like bussing. I don't mind busing. If it was, like, an option at, like, 2 in the morning for me to bus home, I probably would. Okay, do you guys know what aquaponics is? Yes, no. I do. No. I do not. Aquaponics <clears throat> is like hydroponics, but with like fishes. Fishes. Fishies. Basically. Tia loves fish. I don't really know that much about it, but I know that like. Yeah, I do. I can tell. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so like if you can picture in a hydroponic system, like a common method is flood, which basically is your plants are exposed and then the roots are below in a, like, an area which has no light. And then every so often this area will flood with a nutrient solution. The, you know, the roots soak it all up, then it drains back out. It's all done by pump and timer, so it's, like, you know, low maintenance. Uh, in the case of aquaponics, though, instead of just having a fertilizer solution, you actually have an aquarium below with fish in it. So the fish in the water, you know, they poo, and the, that creates nutrients, and then, like, yeah, the plants e- exist off oh. of this. So it's this whole, like, self-contained organic way of doing it. And if you eat fish, you those fish will grow, and you can eat them eventually, too. So that's, like, another fringe benefit. Because, like, I... It's um, super cool. I it's had this cool. little... Um, a fish? Well, I have fish. And I also have this frog. It's a little aquatic frog. But, like, when I first <laughs> saw him, um, he came in this little, little like, tiny little thing. Because it's supposed to be for teachers. But whatever. That's a different story. <laughs> um, and he came in with a little bamboo stick. Because the idea was that he creates waste. And then the, the bamboo yeah. eats the waste. And then produces, like, oxygen and all of that stuff. So it's just, like, a little ecosystem and stuff. And, like, even with my – because I, ha- I have a fish tank. And, like, sometimes I'll take the, the water, like, after I clean it and stuff. And I'll go water my mom's plants with it because it's so good. It's good for plants. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's so interesting. I should do something like that. You should. It's super it's – Except my so fish cool. is a little asshole. So if I tried to grow plants in his fish tank, he'd eat them. He'd be like, what is this Do you this think he really eat them? He does not let me feed him without biting No, like, so, and this is Tia, the fish like, they're, we're they're not, they're not in, they're not in the fish tank. Like, they're not? I thought they it's, were it's, in. It's tough for me to explain this without being in the room and drawing it for you. They're not. No, no, no. So, they're above look it. it up. Like, look, 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 okay, look. Okay, yeah. Pick. They're above. Huh? But, like, the roots are hanging in, right? The, so the roots, the roots are hanging into that yeah, area. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, he'd still, he just No, no, no. The roots are not with the fish. The roots are in a separate, uh, in a separate area. And then the fish's tank pumps down to half the level. And then the first half of the water goes in, soaks the roots, and then it pumps back in with the fish. It's cool. Oh, uh, I see. Oh, this is so cute. <laughs> yeah, they, they are cute. And sustainable. I'm totally going to do something like this one day. One one day. day. Yeah, totally. Do it up. I planted a sunflower seed and we're waiting for the sunflower. Did you water it? No. Thanks for listening. I'm T Litwin. I'm Catherine Ivy. I'm Jen Walker. And I'm William Rhoda. And this was nevertheless. Goodbye. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs>